Eagle has landed. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome back to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm one half of your hosts, Matthew. And I am Jesse, and today we're joined by our guest, Chris Johnson, uh, entrepreneur, podcast host, uh, man of many talents. Thanks you, thank you for coming on the show, man. Yeah, I don't know about many talents. I think I can do like a couple things okay. I was, dude, I was killing it at uh, chess at this kava bar here down in Florida the other day. Chess never, master, <laughs> I'll add. I've never been one oh, of those. Dude, I'll fucking take you on, bro. I love you think, Dude, people thought so, but I was at the bar just fucking slaying it. It wasn't dude, even close. Slaying it was dudes in chess. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go to a bar that has a chessboard for real, dude. Dude, it, ha- it was like one of these huge wooden ones. It was like oversized, oh, which wow. is probably perfect because everyone's like drinking a little bit and stuff, but. It yeah. was wild. Yeah. So that's a talent that I have that I'm like, okay, at. that's useless. Okay. Add like it to the list. Um, among being a chess master, uh, you want to tell our audience a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So uh, my name is Chris Johnson. I'm from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It's a town that's like 90 miles east of Minneapolis. If everyone's familiar with that is. Uh, I opened up my own skateboard shop. I always grew up skateboarding since like the Tony Hawk video games came out when I got into it when I was little, you know. Um, and I opened up a skateboard shop, um, in my town when I was 23, this was almost seven years ago cause I'm 30 now. So I've been doing that thing. That's been my whole career for a long time. And eventually I kind of wanted to branch out and do a few other things. So I started this podcast that I do, which is called the passion pod. You find it on everywhere, Spotify and all that stuff. I don't do video, but it's on Apple and all that stuff, but it's actually also used as a local radio program in my zone, which is oh, kind of nice. cool too. Uh, yeah. So those are like the two main things. I'm a father of two still skate. I paint a lot. That's like my other big thing that I do is artwork, but I don't know. I hang out a lot. I travel. <laughs> nice, man. What kind of artwork do you do? Do you do like spray? Do you do like brush like work? Um, I primarily do acrylic stuff. When I was growing up, oh, I used nice. to do a lot of um, like multi-layer stencils and stuff. Okay. So yeah. I sprayed a lot of graffiti back in the day. Oh yeah, baby. Eventually, <laughs> eventually didn't after getting caught. And oh yeah, that goes. Oh yeah, yeah community oh, yeah. service. I have stuff, a little experience in that too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So no, and then I don't know. I started painting a lot. Um, I don't know, like a year and a half, two years ago or something. And now I paint. Dude, you got to see them actually. If you look on my like social media, which Instagram is just passion underscore pod, which actually mm-hmm. I think that's going to be changing here shortly to get rid of that underscore mm-hmm. um, but i post my artwork on there and stuff sometimes but i paint stupid little monsters dude i don't know they're, <laughs> they're dumb they're like you're familiar with toy machine the skateboard brand right the mm-hmm. big brand oh yeah oh yeah baby yeah if you Classic. think about like the the little orange alien dude that uh templeton makes it's yep. it's stuff kind of like that it's that same general feel so nothing like fantastic just stupid little shit <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome though i'm digging it yeah do you do the artwork I see on the Passion Pod um, Instagram when you have a guest on? They'll be sort the, of like little faceless things. Yeah, yeah, the kind of cut out artwork. Looking. Yeah, no, no, no. I do. Um, so I did an art show uh, at my store because it's kind of cool. Like when you own your own shop, you can do whatever the hell you want, right? You're your own right. boss. So I decided one time I'm like, I want to do an art show. So um, we did an art show at my at my store, and I had just a bunch of homies like set up, and I had some of my stuff up. 
And my friend Tanya Llewellyn, which she also does this um, little brand called Recovery Beanies, where she mm. makes all these like one of a kind ones for people and stuff. Cool. You can find that on Instagram too. Um, but she donates 10% of the profits to different like addiction uh, like programs and stuff, which is kind of cool. Nice. Uh, but she does all that artwork for me. And she's been doing it since the very beginning. We became friends from that art show. And yeah, she's she's a badass. She's super sick. She does makes like beanies and stuff for my show and like all kinds of different shit for me, actually. Damn. It sounds like owning this shop has uh, opened up a lot of opportunities for you to meet different people and stuff. Dude, that's like the only reason the show works. <laughs> Nobody would have like cared otherwise, right? Like how do you get into something like podcasting? Nobody cares what you have to say. Not right away. Right. It like, takes a minute. But like with the first season of the show, um, pretty much everybody that was on it were personal friends of mine and they were all other business owners and stuff in the area. And the only reason they like I think trusted to give me their time and like feature them like that is because I already had like a, a relatively established business at the time anyways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that kind of like set up the respect to a certain degree. But yeah, it's dude, it opens up a lot of opportunities. Not only that, but then there's no pressure to make money for my show. You know, like obviously mm-hmm. it's nice. I like I do have sponsors and make a little bit of money here and there and whatever, but my right. main income source is still my store, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I find that they go hand in hand, man. I mean, the people that roll through skate shops, like it's a common culture that fits with podcasting as well. Just a lot of yeah. interesting characters. Mm. It's not just the skate rats that are going to skate shops. Like you got like, especially with longboard culture, shit like that. And just the overall like apparel line shit. Artists yeah. as just, well. You find fucking yeah. so many people are just like celebrities wearing that shit that have never touched a board in their day. Like, you know, so it's like dude, fucking it does Kanye bring in West it. and everybody else. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Skateboarding's the hot ticket these days, huh? Do you sell Yeezys in your shop? Dude. you sell Yeezys in your shop? Dude, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand sneakerheads, man. My most expensive pair of shoes are like some leather Jesus type sandals. Cause I dude, I hate wearing I hate wearing socks. So I wear leather How- sandals like sockless. All all year long, pretty much, man. And dude, those are Florida. my most expensive footwear. You skating those? Yeah. Dude, Probably I does. have. You're savage. <laughs> You're savage. I knew it. <laughs> You're lose yeah. a toe. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, not do- I'm, not doing, dude, I'm not doing flip tricks wearing them. I'll skate a quarter <laughs> pipe for a second maybe, but that's dangerous <laughs> even then. So what got you into uh, skateboarding originally? Dude, it's hard to know. Like you think way back, right? I'm 30 and I started skating when I was maybe 10 or something around Mm -hmm. there. But like the first Tony Hawk video game, I think came out in 2000. So it was, or it was right around that time. And I'm sure you guys are familiar. Whenever you have like a pop culture thing like that, dude, like everybody wanted a skateboard. Like everybody. Trans world was blown up because of that. Like it was. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened when 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 Bam had issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then when Bam had his show, then all of a sudden oh, everybody Jesus. wanted to fucking skate. So I That's, think those are the people we were calling posers, though. We were like, yeah, posers. yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but the thing is with that stuff, right? Is people get into it because of that kind of whack shit. But once they yeah. do it a little bit longer, if they actually like it, then they discover all the cool shit. After a while, they start yeah. digging. It's oh, just like yeah, music, yeah. right? Like you listen to what's on the radio first, and then whatever genre you're into, then you start digging because you want to find True. new artists. And, like and going whatever. from Bam to CKY, like you know, yeah. like going to digging into like the yeah. where Bam's origin is from, like, yeah, you know, and shit like that. Right. Like, so yeah, I think that was probably what was like the what triggered the interest. But uh, my parents, they're split up and stuff now. But my dad 
lives at the cabin that we own. So we have a cabin up on a lake in Northern Wisconsin by mm-hmm. this, um, there used to be the skate camp called Lake Owen, which like pro skateboarders would go and they teach and stuff there. Oh wow. And it's like super close to my cabin. So um, my mom was a teacher. So I live at the cabin every summer when I was a kid and a different kid who was visiting his grandparents or something on the lake. Like I would always play with all the other kids and stuff around. around. And uh, he went to that camp and I thought he was like the coolest shit because he was like two, three years older than me, you know, and he, mm-hmm. whatever, they're wealthy mm-hmm. and he was just cool. And they had this big garage and we were sitting around the, fa- the fire and he had just gotten done with camp and he had a skateboard. And I was like, dude, I want to try that. So I, I remember I went out away from the campfire um, where like our parents and like the other kids were, went to this uh, shitty little garage and he's like teaching me how to Ollie. And dude, I like wouldn't stop until I learned how to do it and it took me, I don't know, probably two, three hours to like figure out <laughs> Ollie like a mm-hmm. centimeter high. And then from yeah. there it was like, mom, I have to have a board. So then I got a board from Walmart, which obviously sucked. And then big <laughs> oh, yeah. shores and you know, shit. That thing is as heavy as a bag of bricks, I'm sure. Yo, <laughs> one of yeah. my first boards, not my first board. I got my first board when I was probably like seven and it was one of those shitty like old school eighties, like little cruisers, like the ones that are like a yeah. foot long. Oh yeah. Like yeah. one of my first boards when I got into real skating was a mongoose board. That was and mine, dude. Did you skate one that of those mongoose boards? Yes, thank you. Bro. That was my first Chris, board. Chris, unless you board. or me and Chris, or you've had one of these, you don't know the fucking struggle of trying to pop a 45-pound fucking board with no <laughs> pop on it. The tail had no pop. It was it was fucking perfectly straight. But at so, least the trucks were metal. I mean, they, they were, were hard. You could fuck, murder them. They were classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they yeah. were hard, dude. Those In the bushings in it were fucking wicked stiff. Yeah, it, like, yeah. It, it wasn't was, wasn't good. But I had a mongoose board, snapped it in half, and like convinced my parents to take me to like Zoomies to like buy me a yeah. board. And then yeah, I got I an element, dude. and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm living life." <laughs> my first board, there was a there's a sporting goods like chain called Shields, which is like I think I don't know where it's based, somewhere in my zone. Okay. But uh, my first like real deck, because my parents never bought me a complete like that after like the Walmart thing. Yeah. But we went went to Shields, and I remember buying a blind deck back when they had the like little Reaper skeleton guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I got one of those and i bought a sheet of grip tape and nobody there like gripped boards because it was a sporting goods store and i gripped my first like real board i was maybe like 11 or something with um a steak knife when my parents weren't (laughs) home oh my god just fucking yeah dude i actually did pretty good i think but fucked up up their knife real bad i dude i never gripped them myself i was always like the bitch that was like can you please put grip tape on my board (laughs) these dudes were like pros like they they fucking rounded out nicely like 30 a day i mean cut out the fucking element symbol for me every time perfectly you know shit like that yeah Yeah. Yeah. dude i've had people because i'm definitely the best at it in my zone because i've done it for forever um, but people come in with random requests where i i cut all kinds of shit in the group well dude yeah but i mean hard stuff one time i did like a, a bundle of three bananas that somebody what wanted to have fuck? me cut out yeah it was okay. like some i don't know it was some logo for something so you can incorporate art with that shit at this point which is really fucking neat because yeah, nobody dude. else is going to have a fucking bundle of bananas on their board and that's hell a no right there. Yeah. Yeah. And like and i'm a, always like an american slacker on Oh, dude, we're gonna have. <laughs> I could now. <laughs> yeah, I definitely could, man, for sure. Dude, that's fire, man. That's fire. That, that, that's what I always appreciated about the skate scene as well was like the uniqueness. I mean, you, from down to the shoes to the trucks to the bearings, like everything is like you know your own customizable thing. As yeah. like a young adult, that was a big thing. You know, you're well before yeah. you're getting your car or anything like that. It's just 
self-expression extravaganza honestly yeah i mean it's all about like individualism you know that's yeah. why you get artists and, like art and music and skateboarding are all kind of like hand in hand that way hand in hand yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's it's unfortunate though because like skateboarding is kind of getting getting away from that a little bit in well, in some yeah. ways anyways yeah. just because of the corporate like you know influence on it well they killed yeah. warp tour yeah, yeah. well put it this way like you don't think about this but you guys will relate if you like grew up spending time skateboarding you know when you grew up there was like different brands that you kind of associated with right there was like mm-hmm. zero or there was girl mm-hmm. or there was enjoy or whatever and like you kind of like attached to that brand so to speak and then every pro from those brands had their own model of shoe right mm-hmm. they had their own like shoe or whatever and they would do capsules where like they would have t-shirts come out specifically for this rider or whatever so you could like really customize what you were doing nowadays the footwear companies are who have all the money and that's what all the contracts for all the pro riders go to like that's where all the money comes from not the board sponsors the Mm -hmm. the pros get paid from their shoe sponsors well if you pay attention nowadays and you look at like nike they sponsor like half of pro skateboarders but they only have like three pros that have their own shoes Right. Not all the pros have their own pro model issue anymore. And not only that, but they get they pay each rider for every time their logo shows up on anything. It's good marketing, but they do that. So nowadays, when you see a pro, dude, they're wearing a Nike hat, a Nike Mm -hmm. T-shirt, Nike like sweatpants and Nike shoes. And they all look the same now. Because exactly. that's how they want it to be. Because the company makes way higher profit margin if they just make, you know, 20 colors of blazers rather than doing different models of shoes for all their different riders. And it's really yeah. taken away, like, the individualism a bit from skateboarding, which is unfortunate. True. Yeah. And Nike was such a minimal player when we were young growing into skateboarding as well. Right. They SBs really were late were like to the a game. New, a new thing. They were Dude. late to the game, really. I mean, you had yeah. the Lakais, the Osiris is the fucking... Right. But guys are my first ones. Well, I know I I could go rabbit hole about skateboarding stuff forever because I know way too much about it. But there's a whole they had a whole scheme, man, about how Nike got into into skateboarding. And it's it's unfortunate. Originally, skate. I'll I'll, I'll really briefly summarize it because I think Nike shoes are tight. Actually, I just don't like the company. Yeah, they are. But they um, don't like originally monopoly over it. Right. Well, they tried. So they tried to get in skateboarding and skateboarders were like, no, that's whack. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah. instead of they went back to the drawing board and they came up with Nike SB, which is Nike skateboard. Right. What they did was they had only one shop for every 100 square miles eligible to carry Nike SBs. And Nike SB Dunks are like a sneakerhead collectible shoe, right? All the different like drops they do. Yeah, Those yeah. things are worth a lot of money. So in order to get in with the cool people, they had all the biggest name shops, all the really respected long running shops were Nike SB like carriers. And the reason that those shops were willing to carry their stuff was because Nike promised them that nobody else could carry these shoes. They were the only place that was going to get them. So they were getting all these Nike SB dunk drops and they'd be getting all this money coming into their shops that wasn't from skateboarding. So it was really boosting Mm -hmm. all these shops, right? And these are the shops that had influence. Well, they changed their tune once all of a sudden people liked Nike SB. Hmm. Now, all of a sudden, it took a while, but then you started seeing them pop up in Zoomies and stuff. And you're like, wait a second, what happened to this only core shop every 100 square miles thing? And now, all of a sudden, you see them in Foot Locker and everywhere else. Because once they were in, they didn't give a shit. That was just kind of their strategy to get in with people. And with skateboarding being primarily young people, like they're they're so easily manipulated, unfortunately. They're so easily influenced. But that well, type dude, of thing happens all the time in all kinds of industries. But that's the general summary of like how that happened. It's in hundred percent because I mean the SBs are not that different than a shoe that I had around mm-hmm. eleven or so, and they just remarketed. It's all a marketing ploy that mm-hmm. like really kind of redesigned a shoe very minimally from what it was, 
and just figured out how to market it to the people on exclusivity type deal. Right. Yep. Yeah. If it had that little SB symbol on it, man, that made it cool. Dude, I had the same shoe, but it didn't have the SB. Honestly, right. well, I swear to God, like it was a skateboarding like, shoe perfectly to the, like right. the van, like they kind of ripped off vans almost like the square vans or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody does, right? There's only yeah. like a handful of like shoe silhouettes that have ever done well, like with yeah. anything. Well, dude, the I mean? D3 never made fucking sense. It was copy. so bulky, but like it caught on as like a You know that dude's like, from Wisconsin? Really? Huh. Dave Mayhew, the dude who de- who designed that, that was like his shoe. He yeah. um he owned a shop in Wisconsin for a lot of years. He was pro for Enjoy, but yeah, he's from my zone actually. No, oh, surprising. It's wild. And he was yeah. never even a, that big of a skateboarder. His shoe just like caught fire years later because yeah. of ASAP Rocky or whatever. Damn. Well, yeah, it went real quick from being the cool shoe to like everybody that didn't skate fucking was rocking the fucking yeah. Osiris D3s, like that big ass yeah. puffy fucking shoe. That's how it was with the Stefan Janowski's, those like low, low top. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that happens again in like the every waves, industry, the man. waves of everything, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So you're very business minded, I can tell. And, and you've talked to entrepreneurs on your show as well. Yeah, that's primarily who I interview. So the premise of my show is it's 30 to 60 minute long conversations with people pursuing careers based on their passions. Mm-hmm. That's like the point of it. And really the point is to have, like to inspire the listener to listen to it and go, damn, like I fucking hate what I'm doing, which is why my episodes drop on Mondays. <laughs> I'm envisioning people sitting at their like call center bullshit job listening and going, I hate yes. my life. This sucks. And then they're listening to somebody and they're like, well, shit. So like, this person is making a living, like riding a bicycle. Oh, <laughs> hell, I could probably do something like that, you know, or there's yeah. all kinds of niches. I've had people on for, dude, I don't know, a whole bunch of different shit. I just had a, a like a vintage store uh, shop owner come on recently who mm. like her episode hasn't come out yet, but all kinds of niches. You can make money doing just about anything. On my first yeah. season, the second guest ever, dude, she makes a mini, uh, money like walking dogs primarily. Uh-huh. She yeah, worked dude. at a, a vet and she saw all these old people coming in that needed their dog's nails trimmed and stuff and like couldn't really bring them in, saw a niche for it. And she's like, hell yeah. So she just did it on her own. And now she makes pretty good money. And like I said, 90% of what she does is just goes to people's houses and walks their dogs while they're at work or on vacation and stuff. It's pretty crazy. And that, that's a benefit of the time we're living in too is like the taboo yeah. of fucking being able to make money off something that you love to do has been around for way too fucking long. Like it's just like... Yeah. It, passion can lead to money like well, and the easy oh. the easy route is you know just wait for huh. someone to give you a job and then they the tell you what to do. the nine to five bullshit just yeah. gets so yeah, well, fucking e- disgusting. easy but like that comes with you know the cost of not yeah. being able to do what you Dude, want yeah i mean you learn so much through entrepreneurship you know what i mean and it's yeah. such a powerful thing to be able to say that you're completely in control of your life you yep. know what I mean? I, I don't have any boss. I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want. The fact that I decided Preacher. a couple of years ago, I didn't mm. like winters. I mm. closed my shop January and February and I go south and I travel because I feel like it. Like who's going to tell me no? You know what I mean? Like, nobody can tell me that I can't do it. Nope. And it's yeah. what's best for me, you know? But I, I talk to other people and, you know, they work hard and work hard to make all this money and they can't spend it anyways because they can't leave more than two weeks a year because that's all the vacation time they get. You know, or they're required to do overtime and shit. It's like if somebody else is in charge of your life, I don't care how much money you pay me, man. I'm not going to have somebody yeah. tell me what I can, can and can't do anymore. No way. And something that comes with age. I mean, life is way too fucking short to spend it for 50 years in a fucking right. cubicle. Honestly, like, come yeah. on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's just there's so much out here like to explore and fucking just find yourself. And a lot of people don't get that That's chance. Man. It's sad. 
Well, it's usually people standing in their own way. That's why I try to preach on yeah. a show. Like I really like am trying to show people like, dude, there's for whatever you probably think it's impossible, but it's probably a lot easier than you think it is. It's just you standing in your way, in your own way, like building this thing up to be impossible. You Fear, know, man. like, yeah, Fear. they're like, it, it, I want to own a skateboard shop. And they're like, but I could never do it. And mm. I'm like, well, why? Too much of a risk. Too yeah. much of a risk. I could lose everything. Yeah, but dude, you go to college and you know get fifty grand in debt for a degree you don't use. So like, a lot, what, dude, a lot of people never escape that fucking debt. They're right, exactly. So it's debt, like, what's the know? big deal? Take ten grand out, start a tiny little coffee shop if that's what you really want to do. And if you fail, yeah. at least you learn something. Shit, dude. For hell real. yeah, man. Hell yeah. These are untethered conversations at the back of a bar. These are the things that we often leave unsaid. These are the lost signals we put out into the ether. With discussions on video games, movies, literature, philosophy, philosophy and more, The Lost Signals is a podcast platform for interesting analysis of pop culture at large. Founders Scott Thurlow, Stephen Ramosi, Jonathan Ian Manzer, Chris Morgan have produced a steady stream of content since March 2015 to bring our unique views and ideas to our audience. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store. And no matter what, they they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin safe technology. So you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Get your anti-chafing ball deodorant, your sweet lawnmower 2.0. Your nuts will thank you later. You can even rep them by getting yourself a manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout, enter code slackers. Get your ball swag here. So if someone does have like an idea, what, what would you say is their first step as someone who's talked to all these business owners? Well, the first thing is talk to somebody that's in that industry. <laughs> and like realize how realistic it is like what you're trying to do you know and realistically you have to have something that's unique anyways it's not going to be identical to what somebody else has done Mm -hmm. but talk to somebody that like would know a little bit more about it and it's crazy the internet is such an incredible resource it's an incredible resource Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. if you're not asking somebody that you're going to be in competition with like people want you to succeed right so like if i if there's a skate shop in my town and then I walk, walked up to the owner and I'm like, hey, I want to open a skateboard shop. Like, dude, probably look at me like, why would I want to help you? Fuck off. <laughs> you know, but if you have something you want to do, dude, call somebody that does that for a living in a different state. Like you're mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? You're not in their way at all. And they'll probably give you 20 minutes of their time at least. Yeah. You know, talk you to a few people in the industry. That's what I'm saying. Or just like, you know, anything, just ask them a couple quick questions and say like, hey, I've been crunching numbers. I really want to open a business like this what I'm coming up with is like, I need about 20 grand worth of inventory to start out. Am I like even ballpark, you know, in the right zone? And then ask them like, what resources helped you to get things going? Do you have any suggestions if you don't have the time to tell me all this information of where I can get it? But again, the internet's a crazy resource. Mm -hmm. Look how people like, they don't, they don't, they aren't electricians, but look at how they jerry rig everything in their house by looking on YouTube. I would not suggest that. I would definitely. But you know what I'm saying? Electric is the most dangerous. Like goddamn right. But, 
everything out, you know, plumbing or, or anything. I'm just oh, saying that yeah. like, yeah, no, the internet shows a race car from a YouTube video, you know, yeah, like shit like that. Right. You can, well, you can look at stuff and just be like, damn, you can learn how to do a lot of things. Now, obviously like you're not going to look on things on YouTube and the internet. And then all of a sudden pour 20 grand into a business the next day either. Cause right. you don't have any kind of expert advice, but it's just a place to start. You know, was, where you yeah. can learn a few things. For me, I, I went, um, there's a thing called the Small Business Development Center uh, mm -hmm. for the state of like Wisconsin. And they have an office through the University of Eau Claire, which is where I'm from. And um, the, the professor that runs it, it's just a free resource for like mm -hmm. anybody. So you can just like make an appointment. So I just made an appointment and I walked in with my business plan and talked to this dude who owns several businesses, who teaches entrepreneurship classes and stuff. And he'll take your business plan and then give it to his senior students to evaluate and like have them look over somebody who's really trying to do this to give their own advice and then give you feedback, tell you what you have to do legally as far as like seller's permits or hmm. permits with the city or with, with the state. Mm -hmm. There's resources like that out there for free. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that because they're not yeah, willing no. to just like Mm, be modest yeah. open up and say hey i need help who can help me you know what i mean it, it's not mentioned either that's another thing that's right. like we're not a building community like as far as like shit like that's concerned but there is like right. all the states have these small businesses incentive stimuluses like things like that to help you get going and like even just like programs to like help you as like an entrepreneur even <laughs> well, yeah. I don't even well and i would say that too um in like public school getting that <laughs> in, they said you could yeah. start a business they never told us how <laughs> yeah but you do find these <laughs> yeah. like little things that the government will help you even like that nobody talks about yeah. like you know Dude, that's like all that. part of society though like mm -hmm. america doesn't want small business to succeed these days it it's really all about big corporate, corporate. Yeah. yeah so but here's one one other thing like piece of advice i'd like to give people is this is what happens right Right, is people go to school and they don't know what they're trying to do and then they go and they get a degree and then they get in the field and they hate it what i think everyone should do regardless of if you like want to own your own business go and job shadow somebody in the industry that you're thinking about putting the next four years of your life into building mm -hmm. don't just fucking like sign up for a degree if you ask any entrepreneur almost anybody or any business for that matter and you say hey i really want to learn more about this is it possible for me to do a little job shadowing they will say yes and if you want to open a business, a lot of times if you ask them, hey, would you willing, be, willing to be able to take me on as an unpaid intern for a month just so that way I can kind of learn how things go? I'll try to help you with whatever. A lot of people are willing to help if it's not going to cost them anything. You know what I mean? And then you'll have like a really good idea if it's actually something you want to do. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. Getting in there and grinding and seeing the day to day is definitely a different thing than imagining like what it could be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. talk about podcasts, right? Everyone wants huh. to have their own podcast and everybody does. Bro, and they're gone in three months. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, if somebody wants to start a podcast, hit up one of your other friends that has a podcast and then mm -hmm. like watch them do an entire interview and see how much time it takes to edit and do all this other stuff and see if you yeah. actually still want to do it, man. Well, that's the you thing I mean? yeah, with podcasts and everybody thinks it's like, let's just talk. And that's right. it. Like, it's right. not the post-production fucking, especially like video, like in audio. Right. And like, we're lucky enough to have a team of two. So it like mm -hmm. really distributes sure. the fucking work. But like yeah. keeping up on social media and like building up fucking like the fucking networking with people to have fucking constant guests. Like Dude. it comes down to so many things that are not even talked about on the surface. Yeah. And that goes with everything. I mean, like with the skateboard shop, everybody probably like listening was like, that sounds like a great fucking career, but they don't see you fucking all oh, reordering fucking this and that. What's selling? Mm -hmm. What am I fucking holding on to in my shop that's wasting my money? Like, yeah, they don't know. see the, I mean, not only that, but people come in and they spend 120 bucks or whatever on like, like a complete skateboard. And then they think that I just netted a profit of yeah, 120 $100. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep. dude, I made like 
40 bucks maybe yeah. it's yeah. like gas it's not, rates dude it's like people that are selling gas like they make a cent on the fucking gallon right you know? and yeah. people don't they don't know it because they're not from that industry but yeah i tell you what man if i could just like know where to be show up and be on the mic for an hour dude i could do that shit all day every day no problem i'd have so much content holy shit but i'm doing this <laughs> on my own so and people are like yeah. how come you don't have an episode every single week because <sighs> I, I do my episodes in 10 episode seasons mm-hmm. when they're all done and edited then i start releasing them week by week so i can do like yeah. little drops with my guests and stuff like that it's like dude if all i had to do is show up and talk like that shit this would be so much easier i'd be putting out way more content <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, I'm guessing you were listening to podcasts before you decided to take the jump of actually doing one yourself uh is was there ones that certain that like got you into it um it's man i I listened to a lot of podcasts for a minute there's a while where i was just into like self-help books and stuff Mm. so i was listening to a lot of those types of ones essentialism Um, all that kind of stuff yeah yeah and minimalist but you know stuff and and awareness you know things whatever um, but there's, so there's a couple, um, the one, like the main skateboarding podcast is called the nine club. I think like baby recommended them on the show. They're yep. like yeah. one of the best dude. Like they're such a good crew. I well, so dudes. that one is like, there's like three hosts. One main yep. one, Chris Roberts is like a, is, yes, he's sir. a pro skateboarder. So he already mm-hmm. knows all the other pros. veteran. Right. Yeah. And then, um, the other dude, Roger Bagley, who's kind of like a sidekick dude, he is a videographer, mm-hmm. um, from the industry. So he, so he knows all that business side. Mm-hmm. And then the other dude, um, Kelly Hart is a team manager within the industry. So you have like all the different people within that industry. So they have access to everybody. They had Lil yeah. Wayne and stuff on the show. It's their nice. personalities are what sells. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It, well, and like I said, they're diverse, like knowledge based, you mm-hmm. know, from the different sides of the industry. So like that show's just well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That show's just really well done. Obviously like they're on like a different level, but and that's they do also everything. what they're doing. They do. They'll yeah. play video games. They're, they review mm-hmm. constant new fucking videos. Yeah. Like, well, and that everything. was later, right? They started a second. Yeah, that's a second show. So they have the nine club, which is their like weekly show that they've, they've had Tony Hawk and everybody else on. Mm-hmm. But then they have their nine club experience, which is like another side show they do. But yeah, so I listened to that one for a long time. Um, but the, the big one, actually, I was the guest on a show. So some of my friends were doing, um, well, I didn't know them at the time, I guess, but they were doing like a skateboarding show out of mm-hmm. um, Minneapolis area. Cool. Um, and they, I, I don't know, I found them on Instagram or some, we had some, some mutual friends or something. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the show because I know all the Minneapolis skateboarders because it's like my zone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, would you ever think about having me on the show? And they're like, hell yeah, come <laughs> around. So I ended up being a guest on their show. And just from being on, I was like, dude, this is sick. I really like this. This is fun. Um, and I just kind of had the idea, like, this would be really cool to do someday, maybe. And then I ended up wanting to kind of expand my reach in general of what my show is. And a friend of mine, Miles Boulevard, he, was, he ended up being the first guest on my show. He's a rapper in my zone, but he grew up skateboarding. He bought his first board from me and whatever. Mm. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, what would it take to have you wearing like my merchandise at your shows and stuff? Like, what do you think about being like a brand ambassador of my shop? You know, not writing for the shop, but like, you know, being Mm. associated. He's like, dude, that's a dream. I'd love to do that. And I was like, cool, well, let's chat about it. So he came over to my house and we were having a few beers, like talking. And I didn't really know that much about him. Like I knew him as a little kid, kind of. So we talked and... I was like, damn, this would kind of make for a good podcast because I was kind of like interviewing him in a way. And I was like, this is kind of sick. And I was like, dude, I've kind of always wanted to do that. What do you think? Do you want to come over a different day and just like set up my laptop and, you know, have a couple of beers and try to record a podcast? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So we did. 
and had way too many and the you know the audio quality is <laughs> garbage but we recorded one and it went way smoother than i thought it would be without mm. even like writing questions up i was like damn this worked out pretty well so nice. then i did that with another friend of mine um same thing just like the audio with my um computer mm. i was like this this could actually be something cool and then i was like okay now i want to take it a little seriously so then i ended up getting um uh, so the podcast I was on that I was referring to, it was called Locals Only Podcast. My friend mm -hmm. Mitch ran it and it's not, not a thing anymore. But I hit him up asking him about mics and he drove out to my spot and dropped off all of his stuff. He's like, I'm not doing it anymore anyway. So he gave me his mixer board and he gave oh, me wow. his old mics oh, and all that. Jeez, that's awesome. Yeah. So then I, <laughs> I started recording with that and I actually went back. So if you go and you listen to the very first ep episode of my show, that's that, that guest I was talking about, Miles Boulevard. Mm -hmm. That was the third recording of that episode. Cause I wanted to go back and actually make it good. So, so that's kind of how that transition ended up happening. I did, I did a few episodes and I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do with this project? I don't want to just like push them out here. Mm -hmm. Obviously already business minded a bit. Um, and I decided I wanted to do a season kind of like an album and I wanted each guest to be from a different, like different, uh, industry. Mm -hmm. So I recorded all 10 episodes of them and then figured out like, I'm going to give myself a month after I'm done editing to before I release anything. So I could figure out how I want to do it. And then I contacted my local radio station and I was like, Hey, I have this project. It's all done. I'd really like to have this on the radio mm -hmm. and figure that out. So the very first episode of my show ever premiered on the radio, Wow, which ended up being pretty cool. Dude, that's yeah. That's going again to entrepreneurship, thinking outside of the box. So not, a lot of podcasters right. don't even think about that market anymore. Like, the, like you can extend to the radio, like by yeah. doing something like making the call, presenting a product that's actually right. listenable. First right. off, like mm -hmm. can't just do anything, but it's yeah. really interesting to see that like that your show has expanded. It's not just a digital content on the internet; it's also right. played the local radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's. It comes out every, so my episodes premiere on the radio on Wednesdays at 7 mm -hmm. p.m., which you can actually stream That's online. Awesome. It's convergeradio.org. You can stream them from anywhere if you're not in the area. It's a nonprofit cool. organization that plays lots of local stuff. Um, but it premieres there, and then the following Monday is when it hits um, streaming platforms and stuff. But the funny thing is, is how that actually happened. So um, more we talk, you'll realize, like, I'm an extremely stubborn person. If there's something I want to do, I'm just like, I'm going to figure out a way to do it, regardless of if it, like, makes me money. I just want to do this thing, so I'm going to do it. Well, so I listen to this thing called Thrasher Radio. Everyone knows Thrasher, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's Thrasher Magazine's the biggest media source in skateboarding and has been for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, Jake Phelps, who used to be the editor, he passed RIP. He did this show called Thrasher Radio, and he had um, pro skateboarders on. And he would talk for, like, I don't know, five, ten minutes or whatever. And then the guest would play a song like whatever they wanted to, something from their playlist. Mm. And that would play the song and then it would come from the music break back in a conversation. And then he would bullshit about whatever else. And then it would play another song. And that's kind of how it was like formatted. Mm -hmm. And I love discovering new music. So when I recorded, before I ever thought about where it was going, my show's set up where it has a couple of music breaks. So the guest chooses three songs throughout the show. Mm. And I was like, this is how I want my show to be listened. And then I was talking to my brother-in-law who works in entertainment out in, the, out in LA. And he's like, dude, you can't do that. You don't have music rights. There's no way you can put that on Apple and stuff. There's no way. And I was like, well, shit, I want it to be listened to this way. There has to be a way to do this. Mm. And so I do what I do a lot of times. And when I have a problem and I don't know where to figure it out, I just kind of like throw the question out to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I throw the feelers out to anybody and I'm like, who can solve this problem for me? Somebody must have insight. And I was doing that with all my friends and people that came in my store and somebody that was in my store that I've known for a while. Um, she was like, well, I work at Converge. Like they might be interested in putting on the radio because then you could just have the music. Hmm. I was like, dude, I didn't think about that. That's a great idea. 
So that ended up being like the reason that I went to the radio was because I was stubborn and I wanted, you know, the people to listen to the music, which is actually kind of cool because it, to this day now, like when you go and listen on Spotify or Apple to my show, those music selections aren't a part of the show. So if you yeah. want to listen to that, you got to listen when things are streaming and it pushes mm -hmm. a lot of people to my local radio station, which is cool. Cause again, it's a nonprofit organization run by volunteers. So it's kind of cool, a cool way to get, you know, get people over to, to their station and bring a little bit more, you know, listener base to them. It's it's pretty crazy uh, origin story for where it sort of has to snake through. Uh, mm. Your your stubbornness seemed to have paid off in that case, dude. I think that actually applies to a lot of things. I mean, again, <laughs> it's like if you tell people you want to open, you want to quit your job at. Like I was working at Verizon before I opened my skate shop, and mm. shit, you not, man. I I made in one month on top of my hourly, I made thirty two hundred dollars in commission in one month when I was twenty two, mm -hmm. and I was like, this job sucks. <laughs> You know, not that it like was hard, but I just felt like I was a part of the problem. Yeah. Like, I don't mm -hmm. like the company I work for. I'm definitely not proud of what I do for a living. This shit sucks. I, I don't you think know? you're yeah. alone in that. There's yeah, a dude. lot of people out there feeling that. Oh, Aligned right. with these corporate brands. And yeah, like it's like, do you sell your soul to the corporate brands feeling? Like comes out of right. it, like unfortunately. But yeah. Right, but then you tell people you want to quit something like that, right? And it's not that my parents told me like... I well no one's gonna tell me what to do. they didn't tell me i couldn't but you know they weren't definitely they weren't like oh that's a great idea yeah the right. question was more like why would you walk away from that you're making more than i did when i had a college degree and you don't yeah. and i'm like well this is just like what i want to do you know and you have to like ultimately it's your life whatever you're doing it's your life and you don't it doesn't matter what other people think about it it's all it's mm -hmm. up to you if you're going to look back and regret the decision that you made <clears throat> because you made them based on somebody else right dude, that's that's your own burden to bear like you can't blame yeah. anybody else for that shit you have to be stubborn and figure out what it is that you want with your life regardless of the people around you not to take advantage of anybody or like you know step yeah. on anyone's toes or anything like that but mm -hmm. you ultimately have to like live with your own life you have to be happy with the decisions that you make you know what i'm saying yeah. and i mean dude honestly when you're like working under somebody like most of the time people are getting taken advantage of all the time that is soul killing yeah. Like, and honestly, I don't, I don't work for anybody either. So like, I feel the same right. way. Like, it's like, I could never go back. I can never yeah. be under somebody. Again. That's what I'm saying. You, you spend the majority of your waking hours, like working, do you really want to do that working for somebody else's dream instead yeah. of your own? And not only that, but when it gets to corporate, you're not even working for anybody's dream. You're yeah. working for somebody else to make a larger profit. Like nobody even, Dude. nobody who works for the company even really not, cares about what the company's yeah. trying to do. It's, it's, purely financial Bro. at that point. You were and making 3,200 commission, but what were you making Verizon? Yeah. What were you making Verizon on that? Like, you know, like it's disgusting. Like it's right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, nah, not about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. The Podworm Spacecast is a podcast hosted by seven lifelong friends who inject comedy directly into your ear canals every Tuesday. You may think seven hosts is too many for a podcast, but you may also think $5 is too cheap for a quality voiceover such as this. Yet here we are. Enjoy a clip from the critically acclaimed Podworms Spacecast. And I looked up, how do you fix squeaky shoes? And they said, you got to get some baking soda and you put it in the shoe uh -huh. and it absorbs like the moisture or whatever and it fixes the shoe. Boom. I went to the store across the street. I went to the bathroom. During lunch? <laughs> the bathroom in the store across this the street. This is an emergency. This cannot wait till tomorrow. You, yeah, you did this at work? <laughs> I told you, yeah. I couldn't get off my desk. I'm so embarrassed. So uh -oh. Andrew walked across the street. Wiki, 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 wiki. It was more like, wiki, 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 wiki. And then the, and then he had to wait for the light. You can find the Podworm Spacecast wherever you get your podcasts. 
And as always, keep squirming. This episode of American Slacker is brought to you in part by Dango Products. Made here in America, they offer wallets, watches, and many other accessories. A couple months ago, I ordered my DO1 Dapper Pen Wallet in their patented d which is amazing. The d that they've created is a material that is scratch-proof, water-resistant, and so easy to clean. You know, if you're working out there on the grind, getting your pockets dirty, maybe getting your wallet dirty, this thing will clean up and you can go out in the tux at night and you won't even know the difference. Check out their quality selection of wallets, watches, and other accessories at dangoproducts.com. Use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off your order. SLACKER APPROVED. Yeah, but I no, I just like I just encourage people, like I said, ultimately to like think about themselves. If they were to die tomorrow, would you be yeah. super bummed with how you spent your time? Mm-hmm. If so, like, dude, it's time to change how you're spending your life. You know what I mean? Again, mm-hmm. you have to be happy with how you spent your time. Nobody else needs to be happy with it. You have to be happy with it. And it doesn't mean you have to work for yourself. But ultimately, no. like with my show, it's it's just about showing people that like there are ways to incorporate your passions more into your life. It doesn't have to be your career necessarily, but it is important to have those things be how you spend your time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. And For then, your own health and sanity, if anything. Oh, absolutely. I that, that shit will catch up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's ever been an era where it's been more feasible to actually take a passion and turn it into no. a fruitful Now's the time. Like, now honestly, the there's never time, been dude. like, I mean, go to go back to the YouTube thing. I mean, you could that's YouTube is the ultimate fucking spark to a fire. Yeah. I mean, you literally can just dive into anything you're curious about and like being a skateboard shop owner. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's a there's a shop owner out there that's documented the birth of their shop on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you get to see the struggle somebody else took, but they're going to they're going to explain to you, hey, just stick with it. Just yeah. like push through this. These are the difficulties I found, blah, blah, blah. It's mm. so easy to just break from the normal fucking bullshit nine to five to that. Right. Moment. Yeah. It's just about thinking outside the box. Like I said, you can make money doing anything, dude. Anything. Like if you, even if you wanted to do something crazy, right? If you wanted to like open up, let's say a kava bar, like I said, I just went to for the first time, which was tight. If you want to open up one in like a place where nobody knew what it was, even if you don't make any money the six hours a day that you're there, you can go bartend in the evenings and float the business anyways. You know what I mean? Like there's, or you could go, Dude, like I always tell kids and stuff, like if you actually contact a lawn mowing service, you're paying like 50, 60 bucks, more than that probably. You're paying probably 80 bucks every time somebody mows your lawn. Mm-hmm. Go to a rich neighborhood and just say, hey, I'll mow lawns for 20 bucks, like each one of your lawns. As a grown man, you could go mow 10 lawns, make 200 bucks in a day in like five hours and you're killing it. So mm-hmm. there's always ways to make money, always. Yeah. That's an undercut, dude. I used to run a fucking landscaping business in lawns in like a nice neighborhood or 200 times, like 200 every time you touch the lawn. Like, so like, if you want to be, that's what I'm saying. You want to make a hundred every time you do it, it'll take you an hour. Like if you're a kid, like just buy a fucking nice lawnmower that you sit right. on, you can right. fucking kill it doing just right. lawns. Like, and that applies right. across the board, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally figure out any market and figure out the easy way to handle it and how to be consistent to right. actually make profit. Well, and shit, with the things like the internet, look at like Instagram. Bro, make money off Instagram doing nothing. Influencers yeah. are like so the fucking weirdness of this era. Like, people are so mad at influencers because they make fucking buttload of money. But it's yeah, like, but you, you look you at blame YouTubers. Them. And like, <laughs> yeah. there's so many YouTubers. Like, the, the, the wealthiest YouTuber is like a mom that opens ch- children's toys. Mm-hmm. Like, what before you're like, I was an eight year old kid that all huh? the money was going to his parents and all he did was toy reviews. Right. Yep. And you're like, Dude, 
<laughs> okay. So right. yeah, there's a million ways to make money. If you think it's like impossible to make money doing something you're passionate about, look yeah. at all the dumbass things people make money doing. Like there's, you can make well, that, money doing it. That, sure. and if you're, if you're smart, you look at the trends and kind of see what's coming. Yes. If you can have that predictive ability, whew, then you can do even better. Yeah. Dude, the odds aren't so bad that you probably could turn your passion into more money than what you're making at like whatever regular, right, uh, comfortable job you might have. Like, yeah. well, the ceiling's really way higher. Yourself. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. There's there's no limit to what you can do. Mm-hmm. Look at my shop. Like I could grow it and do like a bigger shop or something, which I don't really. Another want shop. To. Yeah, yeah, but but through my shop, all of a sudden, like now I'm doing Instagram shit and I'm talking to people in California and Florida, and I'm in Florida recording episodes and stuff. You know what I mean? And it's still <laughs> yeah, my it's still my career and it's still related yeah. to my store. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's pretty related. Like you the the fact that you have so much freedom to do whatever, the ceiling mm-hmm. and the freedom is limitless. You can do anything you want, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And that's so powerful, I think. Now now to touch back on your shop, are you contemplating? I know you like you were doing the like you were getting people to wear a little bit of the merch, but like, are you thinking about actually going full sponsorship on any local skaters or anything like that down the line? Yeah, I have a team and stuff. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's something that's like just old school skating right there. Yeah. Well, and it's supposed to be that way. You know, we do events all the time, you that's know, awesome. not because of COVID this year, I didn't do any, but normally yeah. I throw several skate contests every single year. I'm actually, um, now I'm a, um, I'm a city official as crazy as that is in my oh, town. Shit. I'm on the parks and waterways commission, which is kind of cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, I have a whole team of dudes. We did two different like full length videos, which I can send you the links to them. They're on Vimeo. So maybe they're gone okay. at this point because we didn't have the music rights, you know, but the second one was sick. It was like 40, 40 ish minutes long. I actually had a full part in it. I'm not as good as my like shop dudes, but I had a full part in it too. And we premiered it at the budget theater. So like That's we ended awesome, up hitting man. fire capacity on it. We had to have two showings. So there was a couple hundred people showed up to go Damn. watch this like local skateboarding film, you know, and those types of things like don't make anyone money. You know, but it's just like a cool community thing that I'm able to do because of the store, you know? That's what I was thinking. It's a community building, which is Yeah, but it was the same with the art show. You know what I mean? I was able to feature a bunch of kids and stuff like doing art. It didn't cost me anything to do it. I didn't make any money either, but it was just like cool that I had that platform to be able to, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. So where can people find your show and uh, buy stuff from your shop? Do you have like online sales if they want to support you? Yeah. I mean, realistically, online sales, people don't like, again, if you're not part of the industry, you don't realize it. Um, but people all the time want to buy boards for me online and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. That's fucking cool. However, <laughs> the profit margin is garbage on skateboards. Mm-hmm. I make Especially maybe, that's what I'm saying. So I, I buy it at wholesale. So say, say a board's like 60 bucks, like a deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I probably paid 41 or 42 dollars for that deck then i have to have it shipped to my store which thankfully per board i'm paying less because i'm ordering a couple dozen at a time but i Mm -hmm. still probably paid three four bucks of shipping on that so i'm only making maybe 15 bucks on this deck well if i ship a board from wisconsin to california it's going to cost me 15 dollars. so i didn't make any money after doing all this hard work i would much rather people just buy their boards from whatever their local skate shop is so anybody out there that wants to support my shop awesome Buy from your local shop as far as goes for like any kind of hard good stuff. Hey, you gotta Passion, you, you gotta set something up so that they can buy like a board for a kid in your town. That right. way, you have to ship it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do like I do a little bit of that, but realistically, like the reason I opened my shop is because I want to be the one who's building kids' first completes and stuff. Like I want to be yeah. that cool older brother person that kids come in and they have that magic of watching their board get gripped and all that type of stuff. Like that's why exactly. I have it, and not Hell not for yeah. online, but. 
But if you go to um, passionpod.org, you can find webs, you know, all the episodes and stuff for my, for my show. You can find um, apparel that I design. I do a lot of my artwork, like I said, that's on t-shirts and different things on there. Sweet. I need to get a Patreon set up. It's just you a matter definitely. of time. But right now you can go on passionpod.org and you can donate to the show um, that way. But right now I'm more focused on just like growing the listener base and stuff from it. It's nice that I don't nice. have like a huge concern about making money. Not that I make a lot, but I have my store. So right. I, yeah. I do make money. Um, but for people, if they just want to go follow on the Instagram account, like that's a cool way, go follow us on Spotify or on, uh, you know, on Apple podcasts or whatever platform you use. I'm not on YouTube cause there's no video um, right. to it, but go on there and subscribe is cool. If you want to share our stuff on social media, like that's always really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you go to passionpod.org, you can buy some stuff on there or send me a DM dude. Like I'll personally ship you something cool. So there you go. <laughs> I like having one-on-one conversations with people. I haven't like blown up to the point where I don't have time to answer an email. Like I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Get at him before he's huge. Yeah, dude. Otherwise, <laughs> you're never gonna get a hold of this guy. <laughs> yeah, yep. Slide in those DMs, man. I'll see it. I saw you guys' DMs <laughs> after I DM'd you, or I don't know who DM'd who first. Whatever. But slide in the DMs. I'll answer you. Instagram's <laughs> good for that. Hell yeah. DM market right there. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram's the main platform. I don't like using Facebook and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. mess around with Twitter or anything. It gets back to what I was kind of talking to you guys um, way before, like off mic. If you're going to do something, just do it well. Don't do something half-assed. And like, I don't have the time and energy to try to take care of a whole bunch of different platforms, you know? And that's why I don't have my plat- my like Patreon set up quite yet. Although it's going to be coming up with the next season that I'm going to be recording here real shortly. Nice. Um, but it, it's not worth doing if you're not going to do it well, you know? But yeah, check yeah, out the website. You can true. order stuff off there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my, my episode here is like not that funny. I'm like talking so oh, much real good, talk. Dude. I listen oh, to your dude. episodes. No. I'm like, you guys are hilarious. And here oh, I am dude. like preaching. Sometimes they're not about <laughs> comedy, man. They're about like yeah. getting into the grid of the situation. You, you'd be surprised. We bring comedians in and we have them like f- philosophizing all these yeah. the wild. Oh, sure. uh, Sometimes the comedians are the things. least funny. I mean, it is yeah. sad, dude. Now, like, I get sentimental about yeah. skating. Like, like you're mentioning, like, the first being the guy to give the first, you know, like that fucking mm-hmm. grip tape edging. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm thinking about my first board, like, as you say that, and just it's like a magical moment as a kid that's into skating. Like, Absolutely. that moment you get your first fucking yeah. complete is just, you'll never forget that, dude. That's such a special moment right. that you get to live in all of your local kids day to day, which is fucking magnificent, yeah. dude. It's more than any, like a mm-hmm. 90% of the population of the United States are never going to feel a moment <laughs> like that. Like if they, yeah. like if they can comprehend the deepness of like what you're right. doing, the influence of imprinting on a fucking child's like youth. Yeah. Like that, well, and it comes down to like being a role model too, which is cool. Cause when I was growing up, we did have like a little core shop around um, that closed I don't know, six, seven years before I opened mine. But when I was a kid, this was before cell phones and everybody was texting and stuff, right? Like we didn't grow up with that stuff. So I would take the city bus downtown instead of taking like a school bus home. Mm -hmm. I'd take the city bus downtown and go down to the local skateboard shop. And that's what all of us did in like the skate community at the time. That was the hangout spot. We got down there and then we all like met up, figured out, oh, okay, we got four guys to go skate. Cool. Let's go hit these spots, get kicked out by cops because at the time cops were way gnarlier about skate tickets and stuff. Get kicked out by cops at whatever spot go back to the shop and watch skate videos and like hassle the shop owners and like it was a whole community you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and that's absolutely. still how it is you know at core shops to this day like if you come to my shop dude during the summers like almost every day when i get there to open there's like two three kids you know 10 to 14 that are hanging out outside my shop just waiting for the shop to open because that's their like central hangout spot for the day you know yep. what i mean 
That's awesome. Yeah. Like we, to give you like a a perspective of like what we grew up with, we didn't have a local skate shop until Zoomies pulled up. We had CSS, like we ordered online. We didn't have local. I mean, we were talking before the show. Jesse was literally on the committee of forming the skate park for our fucking town as we were adults. Like we didn't have a skate park. They were tired of us being in the roads. We were in the roads. We were at the yeah. fucking Grand Union fucking trying to rip a fucking 50-50 on a curb like and yep. getting yelled at. Like, it yeah. was ridiculous, dude. Like, we didn't have much. Like, yeah. we had to deal with street skating to the, like, fullest. And, like, to have yeah. a shop like your shop is pretty fucking awesome. Like, in the town, to actually be able to go to, to meet other skaters, to fucking buy the current merch, to buy a new board. Like, and not be a corporate fucking setting. It's, it's like a culture right. hub for sure. Yeah. Right. Fucking. Well, and I think it's like, it's cool when people can recognize, like, how important is it to know who your money is going to? Right. True. You want to give your money to a specific person. You want to know exactly where that goes. You go yeah. to like a Zoomies or something, and, and it's fine, but it's just like a corporate thing. There's 600 yep, yep. plus stores or whatever. You're not, yep. you don't know who you're giving money to. You're going to a CEO, baby. And right. Right. Richer, but if you, right. if you like want to support, and it's not just skateboarding though, right? Like it's like, I'm a scuba diver too. I forgot to mention that one. But oh, shit. Oh, yeah. But like, that's if why you're in Florida. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in Florida because my dad snowbirds the shit out of it every year. He's sick yeah, of the snow awesome. too. Yeah. Legit. So, I'm staying with my dad here while he's uh, kicking in Inglewood, nice. um, which is not a big skateboarding community here, unfortunately. Mm, but yeah. but regardless, like if you're not in skateboarding, you're watching this episode, like if you're into music, buy from your local music store. Mm, you know what I'm yep. saying? Or even like if you're just trying to go out for drinks, like don't go to an Applebee's, go to your local bar, like go yeah. to people, go to places that are like owned locally. Cause those are the people that end up paying all the taxes that pay for everything in your town anyways. Mm-hmm. But they're also the ones who throw all the events. They're the reason anything like there's any heart or soul to a community in the first place is because of your local businesses. So just support mm-hmm. whatever the local businesses are, you know, around you. But it's the same thing that extends to podcast, dude. If you go and you donate, like you can find my PayPal on my website right now. Cause I don't have the Patreon. It's passion board shop. That's the name of my store passionboardshop at gmail.com paypal you can send me a dollar whatever you know exactly what i look like you know that you just gave me a dollar yeah versus Not like giving paying, a fucking team of fucking corporate right, or assholes. paying netflix for whatever shit yeah. or, or whatever other service you have no idea where your money's going if people donate mm-hmm. to you they knew that they just bought you guys coffees mm-hmm. yep you know and i think Not that's for so nothing, powerful like you're willing to listen versus go right. go try to talk to a corporate person at all like you're right. going to get the team the fucking customer service team True. it's going to be a whole fucking disconnected right. service versus like like if they want to talk to you they're going to get you they're going right. to fucking talk to you you're going to have more concern than like a mega a mega corporation that doesn't give a fuck it's like i don't give a fuck about your 50 bucks i don't give right. a fuck about your 100 dollars i'm making 50 million every month blah, right blah, 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 you know well people like us we don't need to make that much money so yeah. it's hard to get to the point anyways where we wouldn't see stuff. I always tell people, they're like, how do you get all these guests on your show? Because like, I don't know the people that I interview nowadays, usually. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just DM them. If yeah. somebody has less right. than like 100,000 followers, they probably see your DM. Regardless of if they mm-hmm. choose to respond, they probably saw it. Like, they don't get that many. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can talk to these real people. And people like us, we don't have such a significant following that we're not seeing what you're saying. We're real yes. people. It's not that hard to get a hold of us. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not down to like spend an hour of my day talking to random people all the time, but like I'll respond to DMs or messages and stuff. And if you, mm-hmm. dude, if you send me five bucks, I'll give you a shout out on my show. Why not? Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, we're not unviable. We will definitely that's I, dude, that's what pour I'm ourselves saying. out for $5. That's not <laughs> a problem at all. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I went, I just got, if you look at my most recent post on, uh, on my page, I went and got my teeth whitened. Yes, I saw you that. Know? 
Yeah, okay. sick. Would right? that PayPal like, money? Some would that PayPal? <laughs> I love it. No, that see, that's just like, an, and I have gotten like paid to run ads and stuff, but that one yeah. was just like a, it's about trying to think of how do you work with other people? And I was like, well, I know my friend Amber probably isn't trying to throw money into advertising stuff. I got a few days before I'm leaving for this trip. How can I help out another like local homie with something? Mm-hmm. What can I get in return that's fair? And I was like, I'd go get my teeth white and that sounds sick. I'd like whiter teeth. And I hit her up and I'm like, what you think? You want to wipe my teeth for, teeth for free if we do like some cool promo thing, support your business? And she's like, hell yeah. So like I got my teeth whitened for free. She got to a bunch of my followers to go look at her stuff. And I had a photographer friend who needed a little more exposure, go and do all these photos and stuff. Everybody wins. Yep. Yeah. There's so, and that's another important like point to make, which I was trying to talk about when you're like, how do people go? Like they buy something from your, your shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Money's great. That's fine. But there's so many other ways to get paid. It doesn't have to be money. There's so many different ways you can trade services because realistically, like, like I was saying about shout outs, right? People will pay to sponsor their ads, like their posts. They will pay Instagram to have their, their post reach an extra 500 people. Right. So if I paid 10 bucks to have my show reach an extra 500 people, if you have 500 followers, but you're not trying to throw me 10 bucks, dude, throw me on your story, throw me on your post. That's essentially the same thing as giving me $10 mm-hmm. just in a different way. And there's always yeah. ways to do that, man. There's always ways to trade services with people, which is kind of cool. Cause I get to do that nowadays all the time. Like uh, I have gotten paid to do ads, but I've also done ads where it's just a trade. I did ads for my homie on the radio. Cause I can run ads on there. I did ads for his bike shop on the radio and all I wanted him to do is work on my bike for free. So now I just oh. get like bicycle service for free whenever I want because I used, you know, I used what I had available to me to help him. So he helped me in exchange. It was pretty cool. Plus then the government doesn't take any of the taxes from it, right? You sure. don't pay anybody else. <laughs> well, that's the depth of networking, man. It's not just establishing right. a connection. It's literally the I give you, you give me thing. Like mm-hmm. you, you, there's no ends right. to what that can provide. Oh, barter. 100%. Yeah. Right. Which has been part of the reason I want to do the show was just to like learn about other industries and stuff, you know, because I originally thought with like skateboarding, it was a super unique thing that like I had all this stuff in common. I could talk forever about skateboarding with skateboarders. And I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but it was when I was talking to my friend Miles, the rapper, and he was so like, I don't know, passionate about what he's talking about that I'm like, wait. The reason that I had have these cool conversations with skateboarders is because we're passionate about the same thing. Mm-hmm. But really, it just comes down to like, if you talk to somebody who's passionate about something, about whatever it is that they are passionate about, it's an extremely interesting conversation and they're going to want to talk to you, right? So I started doing that with all these different like industries and I'm like, damn, now I'm really interested in all this stuff. And on top of it, all these cool networking opportunities pop up to do all kinds of cool things. Like I've been doing skateboarding stuff forever and I'm not bored with it, you know, mm-hmm. but I do like doing other things. I got to have my own like signature scent of candle drop because I had this candle maker <laughs> on my show and it was like, what's a cool way to do a promo together? And she's what like, did it smell cool like? candles. I mean, <laughs> dude, it smelled like, um, grip tape and fucking bear. It smelled like barren oil. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Lavender and sandalwood. My no, man. Damn I'm dude. Classy as shit. I can get down with some sandalwood. <laughs> I could get down with that yeah, too, dude. man. That's but, nice but it's alert. stuff like that. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, but that's man. the cool thing. We can do all kinds of stuff. I've done stickers with people and like, I don't know, I do yeah. all kinds of cool little collabs to to connect with people. I, do, I did a painting with that artist that I talked to you about off camera that I had on my mm-hmm. show. We did, uh, we had a, a broken skateboard and I painted one half, he painted the other that like mm-hmm. kind of worked together. 
So oh, that's awesome. you can do all kinds of cool stuff with other people, you know, I mean, even the show, right? Like you guys, all of a sudden I'm chilling on vacation in Florida, watch my Packers get smoked in the playoffs like for, again, four times in a row. We did good. We didn't chance. roast you on that Sick. until now. Jesse, yeah, open up on him. I appreciate Open it. up on him. No, You're done, not. son. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's what yeah, it is, man. man. It's what it is. I'm used to it. Um, but, but all of a sudden, like, now I'm making new friends in totally different states while I'm mm-hmm. in Florida. Like, yeah, weird. That's such a powerful thing, you know? It's cool as fuck. Now, if you guys ever hit me up and you're like, hey, I'm trying to come through, like, Wisconsin area, what's up? Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, dude, I got a hot tub at my house and I got an extra room. Come kick it for a night. I'll go show you the area. It'd be sick, you know? There it is. Hell yeah, dude. We're coming for the cheese, baby. We're coming for that cheese. That Wisconsin dude, sweet cheese. cheese. I know you got the cheese. I've heard about it, dude. You ain't got to tell me. I, I dig cheese. <laughs> I will say that. Dude, cheese curds but, at bars once COVID's not a thing. Jesus Christ. But cheese curds at bars, that's the ticket. Plus, mm-hmm. like, microbreweries, we got so many breweries. Oh, we you like don't beer. even talk our language, bro. That's we what I'm love. saying. If you like beer, Wisconsin's the spot. We nice. have uh, limitless places. Well, we know where to sure. go and who to hit up now. And we might not yeah, remember dude. a piece of it, but we will have fun <laughs> chris absolutely dude, dude. I'll, I'll i'll drink with anybody any day that sounds like i'm an alcoholic but i just enjoy hanging out with friends and drinking dude so we'll make that happen. <laughs> whenever you guys want we'll, to i'm down hell <laughs> yeah, man. a man that thinks outside the box thinks of the endless possibilities man we love it we love every bit of it where can the people catch you one more time where do people find passion pod passion board shop where do they find all the goodies look me up on apple spotify whatever platform it's just passion pod not passion podcast because you'll find a bunch of jesus stuff passion True. pod the logo is um dude i don't know if you guys can see this on camera but check that six skull yeah. i had a jeweler on my show and she cast my Yikes. logo holy shit in gold it's all bougie that's fantastic but jesus you'll find Christ, the little, dude. little uh little skull logo pop up dude, jesse why do we have asp fucking gold trinkets <laughs> in this? it's what on the, the list now yeah, dude. So Christ, dude, I got I got the plug. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Spotify, Apple, like whatever streaming platform that you choose to use. Instagram, again, is like the main platform that I use. Currently, it's um, passion underscore pod, although I think it's going to be switching to just passion pod here real shortly. That's like nice. in the works By this yesterday. So yeah. yeah, that'll be happening. But um, you can find me on Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Otherwise, the website is passionpod.org. You can hit me up on there. Um, if you're ever in the area of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Google skateboard shop, dude, like that's me. But Instagram's the easiest way. Hit me up on that. I love to co- collaborate with all kinds of people. Whatever you want to talk about. If there's anybody that wants to do any kind of t-shirt or something together, or any other show that wants to do something, or if anybody wants to, you know, start a business, I like connecting people. That's like one of the cool things about like running my show. And I have, you know, all these different entrepreneurs. I'm like kind of at the center of this huge web of like entrepreneurs and creatives that do all these different things that I connect people all the time. Like my guest, I was just showing you that did this, this pendant for me, that jeweler, she linked with my other guest who does candles and they did like candles for her out of her store and stuff. So hit me up. I love to connect with people and stuff, man. I'm easy to get a hold of. That's fantastic. Linking people up, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Bring us all together. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. We appreciate uh, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Dude, appreciate it. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, real quick, people, get at us. Uh, MWG Media for me on Instagram. Matty G from HP. Come catch me on Skate 3. I'll fucking fuck you up on a skate match. Let's do it. I'll bring it old school if I have to. The I challenger <laughs> approaches. I'm at Landers the Plane. Everything. You find him on everything. Landers the Plane is ridiculous. Yelp. You can find out what he's been ratting on, all the restaurants he's been ratting on. Yeah, by yeah. Just looking up Landers the Plane. Yeah, all of them. Niche. 
dude it's all there on the restaurants i'm telling you my my whole rap i tell everyone too. go write a review for your favorite podcast over here you guys anyone who listens who hasn't written a review i get maybe you don't want to spend money take two seconds even if you don't want to write a description give a little five-star review for my homies here come on dude just five star goes far it helps a lot actually (laughs) thank you so much chris uh fucking dude we'll do it again and until next time people that's it there you go Smoking America, America. We passing America. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America, America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passage. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and neck it savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip, you falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing them, passing them. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We choking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.